0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Adra Insider Podcast and our last episode for the year of 2023, the last episode of Season 6. We hope that you have been having a very happy holiday season, a great Christmas to those of you who celebrated, and that you're looking ahead to an awesome start to the new year. Now, let's get right into our topic. So today we are here to talk about internally displaced persons, internally displaced people, we're going to say IDPs for short, and refugees. The last couple of years have been a bit of a whirlwind when it comes to displaced people, whether internally or externally. People don't really say externally displaced people. When you have to leave your country, typically we say you're a refugee. Now, regardless of the terminology, the last couple of years have just been kind of a nightmare when it comes to people being forced from their homes, forced from their communities, forced to flee sometimes their own countries and go somewhere else to try to be safe. We think of the ongoing invasion of Ukraine and the number of refugees that have been resettled in the nations around Ukraine, you know, Moldova, Romania, places like that, also, we've been resettling Ukrainian refugees in Canada, and I plan to share some of their stories here in this episode. We also think about the numerous other situations going on around the world. People from Sudan have been fleeing into Egypt, into South Sudan, into Chad, Not that's something we covered in an episode earlier this year. It's still very much an ongoing situation people in Haiti who this year have not only had to endure the outbreak of a gang civil war, essentially, in their country, but also they had earthquakes. So, you know, how much are people supposed to be able to take? I don't know the answer to that question, but I do know that many Haitians have been forced to get on rafts and small personal-sized boats and float to nearby Caribbean countries. I know that there are some who washed up on the shores of Jamaica. Others drift as best they can or steer as best they can to get to South or Central America and from there begin walking on foot alongside numerous Venezuelans and Colombians up through the Darien Gap and into other parts of Central America, into Mexico, hoping to reach the United States. This is something we covered Back in January, back in the first episode of this season, season six of this podcast, the ongoing migrant crisis and just how many people have been displaced from their homes and forced to walk on foot to try to find a better life for themselves and their families. We think of the people in Syria who were displaced from their homes by the earthquake back in February, many of whom are still living in collective shelters and needing humanitarian assistance just to eat every day. We think of the situation in the Tigray region of Ethiopia, where not too long ago Adra was present, helping people who had been internally displaced because of the fighting that is taking place in that region. If you don't know, the political situation both internally within Ethiopia as well as between Ethiopia and its northern neighbor Eritrea is incredibly complex and kind of volatile right now. And it has been for some time, but right now there's a lot of rising tension And it's just been very difficult to watch. Obviously, Adra did some very important work there. They did some water security work for people in an IDP camp. And interestingly, one of the stories that really stuck with me when I heard it the first time was about how we were coming in, Adra was coming in to do some uh, delivery of waters in like a water tank truck. We were going to deliver it to this IDP camp where people were living. But uh, contrary to what had been planned, the fighting in a given region died down. It kind of stopped. And so the people who were living in these IDP camps said, oh, okay, well, home is safe again. So bye, I'm going home. And people went home. So the plan all of a sudden got derailed by, I guess, what's actually a positive uh, development, like great that people were able to go home, but we had already committed to getting water to these people. So ADRA flexibly changed its plan and went and rehabilitated and did repair work on the existing water sources in these neighborhoods and communities so that people were able to access water and that's you know that's awesome work that's great but again it's it shows you the complexity of life for people who are displaced and how it can actually be complicated to even get assistance to them i think of reports we got from somalia earlier this year where people who were living in their own homes in local villages found themselves looking at the living conditions in IDP camps that had been set up and saying, you know, life is so hard here in the village. I almost want to move to the IDP camp. I would rather become internally displaced and maybe have a better shot at a better life for me and my family right now than working with the conditions I have at home. I mean, can you imagine being in the kind of situation where you would say, I would almost rather voluntarily become internally displaced rather than try to struggle through what it means to make life work at home? The kind of situation you have to be in, the kind of hardship you have to be facing to to make that kind of choice or even to have to consider that kind of choice is really mind boggling. And I don't think many people here living comfortably, let's be honest, in the West can really wrap our minds around what it means to face something like that. And yet, even as I say that, I cannot help but think of many people all across Canada who this year were forced to flee their homes because their entire community was on fire And I know people personally in my own life in various parts of the Western provinces in Canada who were forced to evacuate their homes for a time because there was such a looming threat of everything just burning to the ground in these massive wildfires. And we saw how much of an effect that had. So it's, it's just been a, you might detect a note of maybe not annoyance, but frustration and agitation in my voice. And I will be perfectly honest with you, dear listener. This has been um, a very trying and difficult year to pay attention. And my job is to pay attention and to read the reports that come in and tell the stories of the people we work with. And I value that immensely. I really do. I think it's an incredible opportunity. And I think the ability to do this work is a gift. The the ability to be involved in something that helps people's lives is a gift. But man, if you ask me, am I tired of hearing about just grotesque levels of human suffering? You bet. I'm very tired of hearing about grotesque amounts of human suffering. It is a lot. (laughs) Sorry, I needed to take a second there. Um, I I don't pretend for a moment that there isn't an element of this that is a bit overwhelming. Um, I try not to numb myself to the things I read about, the things I hear about, um, because I think at the end of the day, the ability to feel for other people is part of what makes us human. And I'm not I'm not trying to like switch off that part of myself, but. <sighs> What, what is the breaking point? You know what I mean? Like, what, what is the breaking point at which, like, people can't take anymore? Obviously, like, there's no off switch for suffering, barring the Lord coming back for us. Um, but in the meantime, you know, it's one of those questions that I know many people carry with them on the daily, which is, like, how do you live in the midst of everything being so radically turned upside down? And make no mistake, I understand the the irony of me sitting here with my microphone plugged into my digital audio workstation on my laptop, um, talking about how hard it is to hear about sad things when I know that probably the metals that were used to create the electronics inside of a lot of my equipment were gained in exploitative ways probably from a mine in the democratic republic of the congo like i understand the irony right there to talk about how hard things are for me uh just hearing about sad stuff when so many other people in the world just this year have endured so much um And I understand this is not necessarily very informative. This is not reporting. This is just me trying to be real and honest with you. Uh, Those of you who have been on the journey with this podcast over the course of this year, you know, I was looking at one of Adra Canada's social media posts just uh, a few minutes ago and something that was pointed out. I don't know if it was Adra Canada or if it was Adra International. I was looking at an Adra Instagram account from one of our offices. It pointed out like there's just the amount of disasters and crises is increasing. And it's true. And man, what do you do? The answer to that question, what do you do? The The Adra-shaped answer is and always has been, and I think until Jesus comes back, always will be, serve humanity so all may live as God intended. I think that's that's the guiding principle, isn't it? That is our North Star. Serve humanity till all may live as God intended. Justice, compassion, and love. And if there's, if there's I mean, I've done takeaways already. I've mentioned takeaways in the previous episode and this one. But um, if there's something to take away from this season of Adra Insider, it's that justice, compassion, and love are real things to live by and if we don't have those things, what are we doing? What even is the point? What is this life if we can't care about others? What is this life if we can't give? What is this life if we can't serve? What is this life if we don't feel the pain of others until it moves us to do something about it? I am going to read you a story that came in quite recently, actually. I think we actually got this one in just this week, possibly even just yesterday, if I'm looking at this right. A story that came in yesterday from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And I'm going to read this as it was originally worded, as it was originally told by Pastor Victor Kononenko out in the Ukrainian Calgary SDA church group. Uh, Is it a group? It's not a church. Ukrainian Calgary SDA group. Okay? I'm going to read you this story that's entitled Ivan's Unexpected Gift. Ivan Moroz and his wife are a retired couple who came to Canada a year ago. They had never planned to live overseas before the war in Ukraine. They had their house, a garden, and some support from the government to live peacefully in a remote village. But these difficult times decided otherwise. When they came to Canada, they realized it would be hard for them to find full-time employment as They were seniors. They tried and tried, but nothing seemed to work. They felt depressed and broken. They met one Ukrainian girl who invited them to participate in a choir, and that choir was supposed to sing at the Christmas concert in their church. So they decided to join in and found great company, great people to spend their time with during their new lives in Canada. In the meantime, they were working as delivery drivers to support their living. That, that's how they earned their keep. They were delivering stuff. As we know, the most financially productive days for drivers are weekends and evenings. And the Christmas concert in the church was planned for that Saturday night. Ivan had to make a difficult choice. To go and sing with the choir or to do his delivery work to drive and earn money for that week. And though there was the real possibility that they might have nothing to eat in the coming week, Ivan decided to go and sing with the choir at the church instead. He didn't want his team to suffer because of his choice. But that night, to his surprise, he found out at the same concert, the same concert that he had chosen to prioritize and sing at, ADRA was going to be supporting Ukrainian newcomers in Canada with grocery gift cards. And that meant that for that next week after the concert, their meals would be covered. Ivan and his wife were both weeping with happiness and joy. They knew they had found more than just a choir to be a part of. They had found a support system, true friends, and a real faith. Now, that is just one story of many from the numerous Ukrainian families that ADRA has assisted during the process of resettling in Canada as refugees. There are plenty of stories that have been told. We have published flipbooks, we have published things on our social media, and we've covered it quite extensively on this podcast. So I don't want to rehash too much material here that is already available for you to go and look at. However, I do want to highlight this most recently received story just as a picture of what it means to support struggling people in the long term it's one thing to help people get out of an immediately dangerous area in ukraine and relocate to another place within the country becoming internally displaced it's another thing to help a refugee resettle in a completely new country which is of course something that we have done but then it is another thing to be a good neighbor to be someone who cares for the people who are around you. This is ultimately a story about people living in Canada who were struggling to get by. Seniors living in Canada struggling to get by. Immigrants, refugees, newcomers struggling to get by. And those are not the only kinds of people who struggle or suffer, but I want this to be a reminder that The idea that we are somehow not our brother or sister's keeper is one of the great errors of human history. And what it means to be an address supporter, what it means to be someone like you, potentially, you who are listening to this, is to be someone who cares about what happens to people in this world. Working with refugees and IDPs means committing to the idea that people facing hardships need support. And that principle extends way beyond just refugees and IDPs. Again, these are the principles that undergird Adra's work. We want people to be safe, secure, supported, and able to strive for a thriving life. The thing that, according to our beliefs, Jesus called life more abundantly, And it's not a life with no problems. It's not a life without suffering. It's not a life without struggle. Those things, they're essentially inevitable in this life, in this world. But still, there is a greater vision for how things could be. Still, there is a better way to conceive of supporting each other. Still, there is a better way of envisioning equality and equity and fairness and justice in this world. And I want to be a part of a world like that. And my hope and my belief is that you, as someone who listens to this podcast, as someone who engages with Adra, I think you want to be that kind of person too. That that's the kind of life you want to live. That's my hope at least. I I believe it. I believe it. I think it's entirely possible that I may have been rambling for the last little bit. And I apologize for the randomness that that might uh, seem. However, I want to share one more story with you just to kind of tie a bow on this year, this podcast, this episode, and uh, just to share one example of the success that we've had. So this is the story of Faduma Ahmed Bare, and she lives in a region of Somalia that I am not sure of the pronunciation of the name, not just because I've not seen it before, not heard it before, but also when I do encounter these names, I look them up and it looks like there are multiple different Latinizations of this name, as well as multiple different spellings and pronunciations. So I'm going to go with what seems to be the most consistent pronunciation across what I've seen from like, you know, just basic searches. Uh, Gan Liba seems to be the standard, uh, pronunciation, but again, I could be wrong. So my apologies to anyone Somalian who's listening to this, who knows where I'm talking about. Um, the IDP camp in particular that this story takes place around is spelled. I mean, my eyes want to pronounce it Libaxo. it's L I B A A X O, but I've also seen spellings of it without the O on the end. So I'm going to read this for you. Faduma ahmed Bare, a participant of the project in this IDP camp in the Nugal region, has been able to gain back her life following support from ADRA's cash transfer project. Faduma has been facing difficulty since the start of the drought and unending conflicts in Somalia, these protracted long-term conflicts in Somalia. She was forced to relocate from her rural home to Puntland, Somalia. With seasons of failed rains and food insecurity, thousands have been forced to be displaced and look for survival means within various IDP camps. Faduma, being among the thousands affected, had no choice other than to relocate to a camp that could give her access to food and water. The 78-year-old mother of 13 has been residing in that area for the last decade without adequate food items and water. Faduma found relief, stating that Adra enabled her to access food through a cash transfer project. She said, I have been able to buy milk for my three little grandkids, whom I am taking care of. Adra's intervention came as a rescue to many households who were affected by the drought. People in the IDP camp came to seek refuge from clan conflicts. The situation here has not been good. There are well-wishers who want to help, but we get very little water and food from them. An emotional Faduma continued by saying, The project has helped me enable my grandchild to get food and water. They have started going back to school. Through this project, more than 700 households affected by drought have benefited. Mama Faduma has managed to provide the things her family needs with the money she receives monthly from the project. She can purchase food items such as rice, cooking oil, pasta, and any other non-food items that they need. The project is saving lives, reducing malnutrition, and empowering women like her. With that, I think it's safe to say that we can wrap up this season right here. This is an excellent example of the kind of work that Adra does and the way that it really affects people's lives. I know this episode has been a bit of a up-and-down experience and maybe a bit of a downer as I've shared some of my personal feelings and thoughts on Everything that's been going on this year. But I think it's, um, well, at least I hope it's something that people are able to relate to. I think that if you're the kind of person who has your ear to the ground when it comes to humanitarian issues, you will no doubt have noticed that this was quite a year. And as we look ahead to 2024, there's a lot to prepare for. There's a lot of work to just carry on, to continue on, to carry forward. And In everything, I'm grateful to be involved in this. I'm grateful to be working on behalf of our supporters, our donors, people like you, and doing something to make a difference in this world. Whatever challenges you may face going into the new year, whatever goals or aspirations you have for yourself, whatever challenges you want to take on, keep in mind the importance of helping others. Keep in mind the importance of being a good neighbor, of being a good citizen of this world, and ultimately of just being a caring person. There is so much to be done and there are so many opportunities to do something truly impactful. And we want to keep you in the loop about those things. Going forward, uh, don't be surprised if there's a little bit of a gap between this episode and the beginning of our next season. We may need some time to regroup and rethink what did and didn't work on the show. And if you have been listening consistently over the course of this year, please feel free to drop us a message on social media or you know whatever way you see fit and let us know what you have enjoyed or even haven't enjoyed about the podcast. We are more than eager to hear from you about that. But with all of that being said, I'm going to wrap this up right here. I want to extend my thanks to you for listening um, and greetings from all of the ADRA staff, all of the the team here at ADRA Canada. And uh, with that, I'm going to sign off. I'm going to leave you with our ADRA theme song again. Um, just to, I think, tie a bow on this season and this year. And I'm really grateful to have had awesome listeners like you to create this podcast for this year. So thank you very much. And uh, as always, our mission at ADRA is to serve humanity so all may live as God intended. Take care.
1: to spread